Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Sacred Space Podcast. My name is Gina Stockton, and I am so excited that you're here. And I'm thrilled with the guest I have today. Stephanie Byerly is a longtime friend, a lover of Jesus, a powerful intercessor, and just a giant in the kingdom. And I really wanted her to come and share her story about how God called her and equipped her to be just one of the most powerful prayer warriors I've ever met. And this is a two-part interview. We touched on a lot of things in this episode. We're going to hone in mostly on prayer and what does that look like? And just a lot of misconceptions and misunderstandings of what it means to engage with God, how he speaks, how we hear him. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with Stephanie. Well, Steph, I would love you just to tell your story. We have an interesting connected history. We do. With how God kind of raised you up as an intercessor, yeah. and prayer warrior, and really put a, a burden and a call in your life for prayer, I guess <laughs> would be a yeah. way to put it. So I would just love for you to share that story. I know sure. a lot of it. Uh-huh. But there's probably stuff I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Thanks for letting me share it. I think one of the sort of guiding things, if I can go back just about prayer generally in my life, I was really born with a unique situation in that prayer was always a go-to place hmm. for my mom. And even in the Catholic traditions where it's it's more the prayers are sort of scripted out, that type of thing, it didn't really matter. It was, it was very much of her faith base hmm. um, focused on prayer. Yeah. And um, so I grew up with that. And so prayer was something I did um, somewhat religiously. Just I prayed every night. Like it felt awkward to me if I didn't pray. So it was definitely part of the fabric of my upbringing. But the way that it shifted um, and changed and God sort of birthed in me or brought out in me the gift of prophetic intercession was um, in the most unexpected of ways for Mm me. I, in my former life, (laughs) so to speak, I was a litigator. I did complex business litigation um, for a large firm in Orange County. And I remember being on deadlines for work. And when you're in a legal deadline, you're coming up on, you know, doing a brief, researching, you get very immersed in it. Like you forget to eat, you know, you have your secretary reminds you to get food (laughs) Um, because you become so immersed in the subject matter and you're all in creating a good legal argument and trying to put it out in writing to present to the court. And it was in those seasons that God started talking to me about praying for people. And What's so great about us getting to connect was that one of the first people that he did that with was you, Gina. Um, (laughs) And what's funny about it is that, um, so Gina was one of my sister's best friends, really close friends. And I had met Gina before. She used to live in San Diego, and um, she was just one of my sister's friends. So I did not know her well. I didn't have her phone number. I didn't connect with her in Orange County, and none of that. None of that. Yeah. So you and I sort of partnered for one of her baby showers. Yeah, You know, that kind of friendship. We had a very friendly relationship, but it was acquaintance probably more than anything. For sure, for sure. Yeah, so I knew you but didn't know you well. So that's what was kind of interesting about it because I remember being in my office on a deadline for some crazy case and 
Gina just kept popping in my mind. You, it was like, like literally interrupting my thoughts on this deadline, Gina. And Sorry. I'm like, <laughs> this is so like, why am I thinking about Gina Stockton? Like, this is weird. And I kept trying to push it out of my mind, but I kept thinking about Gina. And when you're on a deadline, you've got a lot to do in a very little time space. So those kinds of interruptions are just annoying. Yes. Like, bottom line. Like, you're I welcome. Don't, I don't want to think about Gina. <laughs> right. I don't know why. Gina keeps popping in my mind. But then it dawned on me, well, maybe I should just pray for her. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Holy Spirit. And um, so I prayed, would, I'd stop, finally stopped what I was doing and prayed for her. And sure enough, I didn't keep getting interrupted with the Gina thought. Well, that situation kind of happened a number of times over the ensuing weeks. And I began to pray for you more regularly because you kept yeah. popping in my mind. And I don't now remember what the theme of the prayers were, but what I saw was that there's a theme developing in how I was praying for you. So it seemed like there was something to it. You know, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, this is just interesting. And I said, you know, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? You know, what do you want me to do with this? He just said, basically, keep praying. Finally, at one point, it got to the point where he said, I want you to tell her that you've been praying for her. <laughs> And I literally had to call Christine and ask her for your phone number. I mean, I didn't even have your phone number. Yeah. And then I had to make the phone call, and I was like, please don't answer. Please don't pick up. Please let me just leave a voicemail. I I felt so awkward. Yeah. And I remember just calling and leaving a message and just saying, hey, this is, you know, Chris's sister, Stephanie, and I just wanted you to know you've been on my heart lately, and I've been praying for you, and... You don't need to call me back. There's, I'm not trying to, you know, there's nothing to this. There's no agenda here. Nothing to tell you, but I've been praying for X, Y, and Z for you and wanted you to know. And I don't, I don't think you called me back the first time I did that. But I remember there being a few times where I was like, That's oh, right. I've got to call Gina yeah. again. I feel like I'm supposed to call her and tell her the subject matter of my yeah. pr- like tell her i've been praying for you for whatever i was yeah. praying for you for and i love the intimate intentionality of god in that he would meet you that he loved you enough mm-hmm. in that moment in the middle of the night in the middle of your briefs and all the things that were so important to you mm-hmm. he loved you enough to tap you on the shoulder and go hey i have something for you right and um it reminds me of, of Samuel and Eli and that whole story. Hannah prayed for a son. She had been barren. She has a son. She dedicates him to the Lord, leaves him with the prophet. And Samuel starts hearing the Lord call his name in the middle of the night. And he mm-hmm. runs to Eli and says, yes, what do you need? And he's like, it wasn't me. Go to bed. And so after a couple of nights of that, Eli finally discerns that it's the Lord and says, it's not me, it's the Lord. Next time he wakes you up, say, what do you, what is it? And that's the same kind of intimacy that God was pursuing you with, that, mm-hmm. that tap on the shoulder. And then finally you're like, okay, Lord, what is it? Mm-hmm. And you said yes to that. And mm-hmm. then not just the intimate intentionality with you, but then the intimate intentionality with me, that God loves me enough that he would tap you on the shoulder you know, your life is completely different than mine. You're not in my small group. You're, you know, right. I, you're not like my close friend who would naturally mm-hmm. be burdened for me. You mm-hmm. were burdened. God placed a burden on you for me. So mm-hmm. the depth and the overwhelming, humbling, 
awareness that brings when you get a, f- a phone call or a message from someone like that and you realize that that God loves you to that degree. And I don't mm-hmm. remember what I was going through then. Yeah. But I do remember how overwhelming that was. I do yeah. remember how humbled I felt and mm-hmm. how just the awe that it kind of struck into my heart in that in that moment. Such a demonstration of how God is pursuing us. Mm-hmm. And if we posture ourselves to have ears to hear, and even in when we don't, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because it yeah. wasn't like you were intentionally going, Lord, what do you have for me? Yeah. You were show me my gifts. You were just going on your thing. But <laughs> but I you know, I wonder how many times he's tapping us on the shoulder and, and we do ignore it and just brush it aside and we're missing something. Right. And he tapped enough that you just finally went, ah, okay. Right. But that that f- you finally relenting Mm-hmm. Opened a door for a gift and a path mm-hmm. and a journey with him that was really powerful and mm-hmm. and powerful for me. Right. <laughs> you know, it was a gift for me. So right. I was just really well. And it was it's cool because well, on many levels, like I would say, I, it demonstrates not only his love. Like it's kind of you know when you look in the Book of Revelation and you. It talks about Jesus on his throne. I think it's in Revelation 4 and, and in his power and how amazing he is. And then, you know, when John falls before him face down and he just reaches his hand out and touches, touches him, there's back. something so yes. tender about it. But at the same time, it's in the midst of his almighty power. And Holy Spirit can orchestrate. You know, it's yeah. it's like we, we, we talk about getting labors in the field. I always pray for labors in the field when I'm praying over a situation because I because of these experiences that I can fall back on, I know that the landscape is way larger than I could think of. So yeah. I can call people by name and ask them to pray over a situation. But I always pray to the Holy Spirit and say, bring me labors in the field over this situation hmm. because He will rise up people that I do not know yeah. that are praying over the situation, just as He did with me for you and now countless people. You know, yeah. that's happened so many times the journey that he's brought me on and how often when I do reach out to people that how I've been praying is dead on to their circumstances. Hmm. And it's not because I'm a psychic or anything. It's because the Holy Spirit really cares about the information that he gives you and he he tells you how to pray for people. And so when you listen and when you're in partnership and you're in intimacy with him, he's going to speak to you. So there's success. Hmm. You're able to hit the target. You're able to affect a change in circumstances through your prayers because you're petitioning to God about the things that really need to be petitioned about because the Holy Spirit is helping you through that process. And so it's loving and it's intimate and it's personal, but it's also a demonstration of God's might and His power. And what gets in the way so often is our false humility, like how much I battled with that of like, Mm, okay, good. I'm going to feel, I feel like such a dork leaving her a message, like as if I'm someone awesome that, you know, like I don't want it to come off weird. And I don't remember how many times he asked me to call you before I actually got the guts to do it. Yeah. Um, but then finally, again, it was just this annoying thing I had to do so that it, I would stop thinking about it. But um but learning about this is, it's not about me. Mm-hmm. It's about me in the sense that he wants to Im- 
embody us and and how he created us and use us um, according to his call. So it's about me and it's about my yes, but it's not about giving attention to me. It's about what he can release through my obedience to him. So So good. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) You're going to grab me. (laughs) No, that's, it's so good because I, I, that whole, I love that you went there with the statement of the false humility, um, which is so easy for us to presume, even fool ourselves into believing that is humility. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a huge difference. And insecurity and that, who do I think I am? Oh, my gosh, it's just silly me. You know, that... That is not yeah. humility. That is that is false humility. That is actually pride. Insecurity yeah. is pride. That's worrying about feeling foolish, worrying about what other people think, worrying about failure, worrying about, you know, that that's all self-centered. Right. But the humility that we're called to is, is it's this grand mm-hmm. miraculous mystery that, that God is inviting us to partner with him. Yeah, because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is 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 already interceding. Jesus is mm-hmm. interceding for us. He is our great High Priest. But for whatever reason, He chooses to invite us in to partner and co-labor with us. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need you, of course not, to yeah. pray for me, right? To bring about His will, but He chooses. That's He's re, we're, He's a relational God. He created us to be relational people, and it's about dependence and abiding, and it's a demonstration mm-hmm. of intimacy and relationship. And so, it's an invitation right. to come along with Him. And then, when you recognize that, it's overwhelming in the fact that you're witnessing Him move, and it's humbling because you see Him doing it. You know, mm-hmm. you're on the front lines and you're seeing it and you see God move and then you can just worship him because look at look, you know? Yeah. And and that's different than what the enemy tries to spin in us, which is the false humility, which is insecurity, which minimizes our authority and our gift. Yeah. Minimizes and renders really us paralyzed and impotent in how God really designed us to function mm-hmm. in spiritual community, designed us to function in this world as mm-hmm. representatives of him and as being his body. Yeah. Um, so it's really powerful. I'm really stoked that you talked about that. Um, yeah. So take that journey further. Cause you know, I look at you now and you're one of, you're a, you're a, you're a giant, you're a spiritual giant in my book, you know, you're, and, and something that's important to me on sacred space is, I want to have people like you on here that a lot of people in the church would never know your name. Of course not, yeah. Who you are, you're not going to write, well, maybe you'll write a book at some point, but you know what I mean? You're not a ministry celebrity. Influencer. Yes. (laughs) But you are a giant in the kingdom. And um, God grew you, your yes, your continued yeses, Mm -hmm. invited and allowed, gave space because we have choice, right? We have, we have free will. So the degree to which we grow and mature and are transformed Mm -hmm. um, is only going to be equal to the degree to which we allow and receive and invite the Holy Spirit and the Father and Jesus to come in and and do that deepening and widening and excavating and right. healing and all that thing. So talk a little bit about that journey. I mean, here you are, a litigator starting to pray, and then you <laughs> finally got the boldness to 
text me once in a while. Yeah. But there was more to your journey than just praying for me. And yeah. Even, Although then it wasn't texting. It was like voicemail leaving. But Yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there were various ways that um, the Holy Spirit started really training me. And I, first of all, at that point, I don't even know if I knew what the gift of prophecy was really. I, I just really hadn't spent a lot of time um, learning about those types of things. And I don't, you know, talking about the gifts was not something that you heard that much at church. Um, it was kind of cool because he started training me through my experiences. And then I would later read a book that just confirmed everything Holy Spirit had already taught me mm, through good. these experiences. So we really don't need all those books or conferences. God puts them on people's hearts. They're absolutely helpful. And I think they're fabulous. But know like, that he's amazing at what he does. And he yeah. is our teacher. And so he will, in the quiet of your room, if you don't have access to whatever resources other people have, you have access to the greatest resource that anyone could possibly have, and that's Holy Spirit if you're in relationship with Him. So there's that intimacy piece that He started teaching me about, which has been a very long journey for me um, in getting to know Him and, and understanding more. So there's various ways it played out. I mean, it would be things from—and it goes back to what we talked about a little bit was, it's all in your yeses. What are you willing to say yes to? Yeah. And I, I think that in the church often is our biggest barrier— we're so busy looking around at what other people are doing and what their gifting is and what they're being called to and what I should look like in order to be called to something instead of just very simply practicing in our relationship with the Lord, hearing Him and saying yes yeah. as much as you can say yes. So for me, the way that manifested, there were things like, I remember when you came out with your first CD and the Lord's like, buy five. I'm like, oh, five? I'm going to buy five. And I bought Five CDs, like at the, at the release, down yeah. at, like oh my gosh, I church in San Diego. That, yeah. I'm like, what am I going to do with five of her CDs? And um, it just seemed a little odd to me, but I really felt like I was supposed to buy the the number five. Well, what ended up happening, which freaked me out when it was going on, was the Lord said, "Okay, I want you to mail this to this, mail one of these CDs to this person." You know, one was to the wife of a person that I served on a board of trustees with. I did not know her. I'd met her once. I took the CD. I wrote a note. I said, you have to tell me what to write. And I wrote what I thought the Lord was telling me to write, sent her the CD. (laughs) Months later, found out, like, when she first got it, she was so angry at her husband um, Mm. because she thought her husband must have told me oh wow! About things that were was going on in their marriage at the time, which I knew nothing of that. All I knew was buy five CDs, yeah. send it to this one person, and then he had me send it to another person, the wife of a litigator that I worked with. Another was the wife of a CEO of a large nonprofit that I've done a lot of work with. Now, I, I think I met her once, like literally shook hands with that woman once. I don't remember who the fourth one went to. The fifth one was mine. <laughs> and um, But what was so cool in that was really feeling those things strongly and t- taking me completely out of my comfort zone, just really taking his chisel and hammering away at yeah. my own pride issues, yeah. feeling embarrassed, my own fear of man kind of stuff. Like That was so out of my comfort zone to do that. There was safety in it being in a note. Like, literally, I could package it. I didn't have to go face-to-face and just mailed it to them. 
And then there's the waiting period. Yeah. Like it was months before I ever heard anything from these people. So there's that waiting period of like, they all think I'm nuts. Right. They must think I'm nuts. Did I really hear from the Lord? Right, all of those right, questions right. we ask ourselves about, and mm-hmm. people do it all the time. But it was so cool because in that time, he did give me the benefit, and this doesn't always happen, but he did give me the benefit of hearing some of these stories. Yeah. So like the woman who was mad at her husband for a while, and he kept just saying, I haven't told her anything. <laughs> like she didn't talk to him for like a week. That's so So funny. later they shared the story with me and we laughed really hard. I'm like, no, of course he didn't talk to me about your marriage. But whatever it was that I wrote in that note was something she really needed to hear yeah. at the time. And so as soon as she started understanding that this was just God yeah. trying to touch her heart in a way, and I don't even remember what she gained out of there, there was something specific about yeah. what you released in that CD or what he released through you that touched their heart. So yeah. there was that beautiful, you know, thing of, you know, that was me being, you know, the number one in Gina's fan club, like, <laughs> promoting, <laughs> promoting her CDs, you know, oh, like in so funny. only ways that God would. But each of those stories then down the line months later kind of came back to me. And so and I, you know, just just the the gift of that because you hit on it, you know, especially as a, well, just as a believer because that's even more than just intercession. That's hearing and just acting on the prophet, you know, like prophetic. Like there was something that there, there was a, yeah, there was a something you felt like you needed to encourage them with or something. But you know, you don't always, especially as intercessors, you rarely see the fruit of your labor. Mm-hmm. But again, the loving nature of God to build your confidence by confirming for like giving you the gift of hearing back Mm -hmm. so that you would gain more courage and more strength and more assurance that, okay, this actually is you, you know, which gives you more confidence for the next time. Yeah, for sure. Or when the next thing may be even more scary than just sending a CD or whatever it might be, Yeah, you know, which is so sweet. You definitely, you get much bolder in your prayer, your prayer space. And for me being, you know, a little bit more of an introvert, it's also, it's, it's also how he structured me. Like I'm an advocate, you know, that's my litigation training. That's very much who I am. So there's that role that you play out in intercession is you're, you're going on behalf, behalf of others. It can be a county, it can be an individual, it can be a family, it can be whoever. And you're going to the Father on behalf of them and you're advocating. You're yeah. standing in the gap advocating for something that's going to touch the heart of the Father so that He responds yeah. kindly in that situation or He responds in a way that's an answer to those prayers. And so it got me to be bolder in those quiet spaces. So I can be yeah. in my living room shouting out, like, it's it's also less threatening. Like no one's seeing, no one's hearing. I've got nothing to lose. Like if yeah. it, if I'm wrong on this, like who's gonna know? <laughs> who's gonna know? <laughs> right. It's okay. But what I started, what started happening is seeing how often it was right. That made me realize, just really understand the prophetic very differently. Like he really speaks directly to you about things that you can rely on because it's him. And so when you know your shepherd's voice, when you know Mm -hmm. his voice, 
you get to act with confidence. You don't have to see the uh, the other side yeah, of things absolutely. because you get to act with confidence and yeah. boldly and persistently. And he'll tell you when it's over. Like yeah. he, you'll 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 the urge will stop. The you'll urge move will to stop. something else. Yeah, I I I love that you hit on that too. Just even in the privacy of your own home, because I we've both. You taught prayer training for a really long time at mm-hmm. Rock Harbor. You, when I finally got the green light, and that was something you were interceding for, was right. a prayer ministry at the church that I was at because there wasn't one, and it was something I was laboring for for a long time. Yeah. And then I got to call you, and we both kind of cried that first time you walked in the building because awesome. we got to see like it here. It is, you know, and um, stepping into building that at the church that I was at, and. Again, I noticed there's so many people who can be believers for 20 plus years who kind of put the, well, it's the pastor and the staff and the spiritual people who hear God's voice. Like, I don't hear God's, that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not qualified to hear God's yeah. voice. Uh, maybe I'm not even qualified to pray. I'm, I'm uncomfortable mm-hmm. even praying out loud, or maybe mm-hmm. I'll, you know, pray whatever's in my daily devotional to myself, but really not understanding the access and the authority and the privilege, Mm -hmm. let alone even considering at home. Like I challenge people even in prayer training, like worship alone, like not just on Sundays, go in your living room and close the doors and sing, dance, yell, get on your face, cry, like, you know, go before him. But then also as you're alluding to, in the privacy of your own home, like being obedient to what even the posture he's calling you to, if, mm-hmm. if it's yelling and taking authority over something. Yeah. Or I had an experience years ago at home in San Diego before I lived in Orange County. And I was home, the kids were taking a nap, I think, and just was overwhelmed, burdened for the wife of someone I know. I mm-hmm. don't know her that well. They live in, they lived in Kansas at the time. And I was literally, I, I was on the floor mm-hmm. sobbing for probably 20 minutes mm-hmm. interceding for this woman. Mm-hmm. I barely know her. Mm-hmm. And it was over. Like then at, it was like this done, yeah. overwhelming, like, I can't move. I have to stay here and intercede. Mm-hmm. And then I was released. It was yeah. like, it was over. And I like sat on the couch and like wiped my face and went, dude. <laughs> Could someone please tell me what just happened? <laughs> Whoa, you know? And eventually I, I spoke with her husband and they had marital struggles and she had been battling with alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I believe actually her life was in jeopardy in, at that time. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm across the country in California why, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why me of all people? And but that's that that har- the harvest, the labors, and you know it's yeah. it's God is going to rally the troops mm-hmm. for His purposes. Yeah, and to be willing to be obedient. If I'm in my car, if I'm in my living room, whatever it is, to mm. pray, to take that step, to make that call, to send that. Um, just the 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 gravity and the weight and the authority that comes behind that mm-hmm. and how that brings the kingdom into situations. Mm-hmm. And if, if the body of Christ could be emboldened and encouraged and recognize the, the gravity and the power right. that you can carry just in that, 
it's just so significant. It isn't reserved for you. Like you, you're right. not this un- magical unicorn of a Christian that you have this gift. This right. is, if we're willing, these gifts are for all of us. Now mm-hmm. it may look differently for you. Mm-hmm. The gift that I have is different than the gift that you have and, and yeah. vice versa. But would we be willing to hear the whisper? Right. To say yes, say, Lord, here I am. Mm-hmm. What do you want? And then have the courage to take that little step because he's going to meet us. You you take, mm-hmm. you say yes, he'll meet you at that yes, right? Yeah. And then you t- say another yes, he'll meet you at that yes. And mm-hmm. and with each one, your confidence is going to grow You're in all of that. And, you know, we're not talking about willy-nilly, you know, but you have the Holy Spirit. You have the word of God. Mm-hmm. You have discernment. Is this line up? with his word, his character, yeah. with what he says about himself, what he says about me. Right. And as you lean into trusting him, abiding, as you continue to nurture that, mm-hmm. just the beauty that's going to be birthed out of that yeah. and the harvest that's going to come out of that. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really cool. I remember this one time I, we had a friend who had cancer badly and I've shared this story so many times because it still blows my mind. I was praying and and this was someone who was very into new age stuff and so there were a lot of people that were you know if we just project positively out that will bring healing and I I really was challenged in how I was to pray for her healing because um, it was important to me that God got the glory and 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 that probably wouldn't have happened in that situation had she been healed at that at that phase. And I just said, Lord, you know I want her healing. How do I how do I pray for this? Like what do, what do I do? And and I remember, you know, it's like the scriptures that you read, so you spend time in the word and I am horrible and I shouldn't project that out, but I'm not good at memorizing scripture. It's not mm-hmm. been a strength of mine. It's in there. I know it's in there. I know the general gist, right? Like I've read it. I read it. I read regularly. But it'll bubble up right when you need it. Yeah. And I remember wanting to pray for her and just saying, I don't know how to pray right now. Hmm. And then I remember, well, Holy Spirit even tells you how to pray. (laughs) So I said, Holy Spirit, how should I pray? And I heard, pray for their salvation. Pray for her husband's salvation. And I'm like, oh, and he's super intelligent man, you know, logic, reason. And I just was like, oh, gosh, well, what does that look like? And I'm like, well, he, he needs like an, a, like a crazy encounter yeah. um, with you, Lord. I, so I start praying for a crazy encounter. And the Lord reminds me of the scripture that talks about ask for laborers in the field. The harvest is great. Ask for laborers in the field and we'll provide you with laborers. And um, it indicates that there's laborers that can help with the harvest, right? right? So that's assumed in there. And so I started going on this thing saying, I pray for, you know, just a divine encounter that this individual has a divine encounter. And Lord, I'm 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 calling on you and I'm asking for laborers in the field. And I said that there would be people who know you, Holy Spirit, that you are in all believers' hearts. And that you would rise up on those people that are walking on the street with him, that are mm. in cafes with him. This is actually a common prayer I pray now after this incident. I just ask for you to rise up in them, give them a yeah. word, Call help them, them to, to make them, yeah, make them bold to say yes and help them to speak your truth, help them to share, help them to witness to this person. So about two or three weeks later, I met 
an event and this individual sister-in-law was at this event and randomly, totally randomly, so, right? Course, so, yeah. of course. And she says, you're not going to believe what happened to my brother-in-law. You're not going to believe what happened. This crazy story. He's walking on the sidewalk <laughs> downtown, like L.A. or wherever he was, walking on the sidewalk and stopping looking at something in the sky that he thought looked really cool. And this limousine pulls over. This guy gets out, and it's a former Christian-hating Muslim who had a divine encounter with Jesus Christ and accepted Christ. <laughs> and he felt called to pull over, speak to my friend, and share his testimony. Oh, my gosh. So good. So, right? Mind-blowing, right? I'm like, I, I, I couldn't even respond to this person yeah. telling the story. We were with a group of people, and later I pulled my sister aside. I'm like, that was my prayer. That was like a direct answer to my prayer. I still get chills every time I share this story. I literally asked for laborers in the field, strangers on the sidewalk, someone to walk up Mm. and out of the blue share their testimony. And it isn't just that I prayed it. The whole prayer ended up just feeling so crazy. And I'm like, well, where did all that come from? But I could picture in my mind him walking on the street and that there were laborers there that would speak truth to him. And I, I had such faith that it was going to happen. Like yeah. the Holy Spirit just filled my prayer time and directed my prayer completely. And But that he had the grace and he had the intention for me to later learn that yeah. story for ever changed how I pray. So good. Because I will never not pray with that faith that it can be. So when I pray, yeah, when I pray for the labors in the field, I'm excited to hear because since then, there's so many more stories of like, oh my gosh, you prayed for labors in the field. And literally my husband was driving on a freeway and a friend of his happened to be driving next to him and they haven't talked in a year. And then he called him up and said, I'd love to mentor you. So good. Well, and I also, I love... I want to, as you bring that up, I just want to encourage people. How often are you at Costco, at the gas station, walking through Target, and maybe this weird thought will pop in your mind to, mm-hmm. you should say hi to that person or you should pray for that person, and you just brush it off. Mm-hmm. And it's an opportunity, right? Yeah. It's, an op- it's an invitation to be that laborer in the field. And mm-hmm. what would happen if the next time, instead of brushing off that thought, you just confirm, so Holy Spirit, is that really, is that you, God? You right. know, because he will confirm it. You'll, you know, you'll get that yes. And then if you step out, just the joy and the miracle and the energy and the excitement that will bring to then be a part of it, like yeah. to, to then be a part of, and it's not, a, I'm not saying that in it's a big God economy. Yeah, and I'm not saying that in a condemnation way. Like, you've, you know, how many times have you ignored Jesus? The Lord's going to accomplish his purposes, whether we are ready or willing or able at that moment or not. Mm -hmm. You know, he will find a way. But how much better would it be and how much fun would it be if we were listening, Mm -hmm. not, you know, Mm -hmm. disqualifying ourselves maybe would be the word. Um, But that next time that that happens, we Mm -hmm. actually would take the risk. Yeah. That's what spiritual community is. That's the body yeah. of that that's the body of Christ mm-hmm. working in mm-hmm. action, seeing the fruit of mm-hmm. what he's doing. That's so rad. You Love. know it's so important too this I, for some something you said made me think of this is um I remember cuz I, I used to lead parts of prayer ministry at my church and 
One of the things that we've done are home visits. We really wanted to be mindful and prayerful about the team that we brought in that when people are at their most vulnerable, just really having the right people with the right gifts, spiritual gifts, for the occasion. So I'd always say, okay, who do you want me to invite to be part of this prayer visit? And I would always get names. So I would reach out to people. And I remember in the beginning when people would say no, I would get so frustrated because I'd think, oh, how did I must have gotten that wrong? I could have sworn I heard that person, but they, but they weren't interested in coming at all. Like, yeah. you know. So then I started questioning. You know, am I hearing from the Lord right? Am I right, hearing right. His voice right? I thought I heard, heard that. This is confusing to me. And he reminded me that. You heard me right, but you assumed why I was telling you what I was telling you. All I told you was reach out to that person. Oh, interesting. You're reaching out to that person has started them on a process and a journey that's going to have them step into prayer differently. They're just not ready yet. Oh, interesting. But this is part of the catalyst. This is the seed that starts you asking started the process Hmm. that's later they're going to come back and say, I remember that time and I... And I, and I realized how fearful I was. Yeah. So I started realizing how much fear I had. And so I started going on a journey asking the Lord to help, help me overcome that fear because I was too scared to say yes. Hmm. And good. so then later you hear like, oh, my gosh, but I think we need to be really careful when on many fronts we need to be really careful of assuming we know why God is saying yes. something to us because the enemy wants to use that to tell us, see, you didn't really hear Right. God's not really speaking to you. Yeah. This is all in your head. This is just Steph voice. This isn't God yeah. voice. Um, and and it also makes you not project things into situations yes. that he never intended for you to project. Right. That's so really good. So it could be easy for me to go and say, oh, well, that person's just not being obedient. Right. So, so then that, you turn to It had nothing to do with them or, being yeah. there. He's like, I just needed you to start a process. I'll take care of that process. Let me be the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You be you. Yeah, you're not the Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> just do what you're I say. Jesus. Just do God. what I say and stop yeah. projecting things yeah. into situations so that... Abandon the outcomes to Him. Yeah. 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 All He's asking is for your obedience. Mm-hmm. So that was huge for me to be able to confess that. And there were so many times I just I had to say, well, I'm so sorry. I made it something that it wasn't. Mm, um, and I started putting my human skin into it more than right. relying on you. And we're not going to get it 100% right every Absolutely. time. That's that's part of the growth process. His desire is for us to recognize his voice. So we can trust that if we step into the process with them, we will recognize his voice. We are able to hear from God. Every yeah. single one of us yeah. is able to hear from God. Yeah. It's about it's about cultivating that relationship with him and I think so much of it, too, is about saying, I choose to believe the Word of God to be truth. Yeah. Even if I haven't experienced it. So it's about, faith is about believing in what you haven't seen. So sometimes, like for me in my personal journey of overcoming self-hatred and a whole bunch of icky stuff, I had to look at the scriptures about what what, what scripture said about who I am. And many of those I didn't connect with. Yeah. But I went through a journey of saying, I choose to believe this to be true. Yeah. And Lord, would you give me the experience of this one day? Yeah. But I am declaring this as truth because I choose to believe. Yeah. It's my faith journey, right? So applying that to knowing that God speaks to all of us, knowing that He 
he calls his sheep to know their shepherd's voice. Yeah. He's not going to then leave us stranded right. for a way to figure out our, our shepherd's voice. Yeah. He's going to take us through that process. And I think a lot of it, for a lot of us, it's you need to declare mm-hmm. that to be true. Yeah. My father speaks to me. Yeah. And he wants me to hear his voice. Therefore, yes. I will. Yes. And so I teach me. Yes. Come to me. Show me your voice. Yeah. Help me understand it. Give me those experiences. And, you know, he'll take you on a f- crazy fun journey of figuring out what he's, who he sounds like to you. Like, yeah. he sounds like him, but he speaks to all of us in different ways. Right. Right. And the key is for each one of us to understand and to hear and to know for sure his voice. Yeah. It's good. My two cents. It's a good two cents. <laughs> it's a good two cents. I so love talking to Stephanie. And I just have a couple of questions for you to ponder. How do you hear God's voice? What's he been stirring in you? What are the things he's been calling you to? It's my prayer that you would have eyes to see and ears to hear all of the things he's inviting you to as his kids. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to hear more, just subscribe and you'll get a new episode as soon as it's available. And it would be amazing if you could take the time to rate and review us on iTunes. I also would love to hear from you. You can visit us at GinaStockton.com or in the sacredspace.com. And I would love to hear questions, comments, thoughts that you have on the topic that we discussed today, and maybe ideas for future episodes. Thanks again for joining us.